came to disciples of John came to him. So John being John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin, and he, has a, he had a preparatory ministry up until Jesus. And so John and his disciples, his followers, had been fasting. So they come to him, Jesus, asking, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. So the bridegroom obviously is Jesus, and him going, take, being taken away is after his death and resurrection and going back to heaven. And isn't it interesting, Jesus doesn't argue the fact that people are fasting. In fact, he actually says, listen, you're not going to fast now because I'm right here. But when I leave, then what? They might fast. Perhaps they're going to. No, it says what? They will fast. So there's an expectation that Jesus had of his followers after he left that they would fast. And, I, you know, are, are, we, are we followers of Jesus after he's gone up to heaven? I believe that there's an expectation in the church that, that fasting should be a part of what we do. Now, how many of you like to skip meals? Not very many, right? How many of you like being hungry for long periods of time? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, most of us as Americans, you can tell most of us anyway, you know, uh, we like to eat. We don't like to say no to food. Food is fun. You know, in my family, we used to have this joke, food is love, love is food. <laughs> like just, you know, whenever we got together, it was just food. And we, we loved all that. But there is a sense that Jesus says, listen, when I'm gone, you will fast, right? So then in Matthew chapter 6, He's teaching, and it's the section in Matthew 6 on the Lord's Prayer. You're all familiar with the Lord's Prayer? Many of you are. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, you know, all that, and the kingdom come, will be done. That's in chapter 6. But actually, in chapter 6 here, in Jesus' teaching in this whole section, he actually addresses three areas. He says, and when you give, he says, I want you to give like this. And then he explains the whole thing. You can go back and read the whole chapter later. I encourage you to do that. But it's interesting, he uses the same phrase in three different areas. He says, when you give, give like this. And he's talking about financially and blessing people. So there's an expectation that we are to give. He doesn't say if you give. He says, when you give, give like this. And then he says, and when you pray, pray like this. And then he gives us the model of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's a model for prayer. And again, the expectation is what? Not if you pray, but when you pray. So how many of you think that we should give? Anybody? Right. How many of you think we should pray? Do you realize, though, that he also uses the exact same phrasing and the exact same model of teaching, and he uses a third topic, and he says this. And when you fast. I wish he just said if. <laughs> you know. But let's read this together. So it's the same passage of teaching is the same chapter in Matthew, and he says, and when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. Anybody want to be a hypocrite? No? Good. Let's move on. <laughs> do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But, and again, here's this word, when you fast... Put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. 
and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He speaks some of that in the prayer and the giving as well. This idea that we're not supposed to do it. Ta-da! I'm fasting today. <laughs> you know, ta-da! I'm giving this large amount. You know, all praise to me. Or I'm praying. You know, I'm doing this wonderful prayer thing. You know, it's just not, that's just not the thing. He says, listen, when it's, you do it in secret. Do it so that, you've heard the phrase, an audience of one, Right? This idea that when we give, it's to him. When we pray, it's to him. And when, when we fast, we're supposed to do it to him, not to impress other people. Anybody say amen to that? God cares more of what's on the inside than what's on the outside, doesn't he? I'm so thankful for that verse since I'm wearing orange. <laughs> God cares more about the purple in my heart than the orange on my flesh. <laughs> Just joking. But the idea, though, Scripture teaches us over and over, man, God wants him to be the one that's really important. And what's inside and who I direct it to, that's what's vital. Amen? So let me just run through seven quick fasting facts. Some of you may have some familiarity with fasting. Some of you, this is a new concept. Some of you listening on the podcast, you may be going, you know, what is this all about? Let me just give you seven quick things real, real fast, okay? Number one, fasting equals going without food, okay? Fasting has to do with food. There's just no way around it. We, we try to twist it and do different things with it, but actually, it's stopping your hand from putting food in your mouth, right? And deciding in your head and in your heart that you're going to do this thing. And, yet, and that's it. The, the Hebrew word there and the Greek word both have to do with a voluntary abstinence from food. In the Greek, it literally means no food. <laughs> so when we see fasting in the New Testament and in the Greek, uh, we see it in Acts. You know, they fasted a lot when they needed decisions to be made and different things. It just means no food. Number two... Fasting is for everyone. <laughs> you know, as we look, we'll, we're not going to get into a lot of this today. Did you get a handout when you came in? Somebody got a came. Okay, do we, did somebody? Do we have any more of those, or are they all passed out? Okay. Anyway, we'll, we can get some more if you want, and I'll also put it on the website this week as well if you want to go there. Um, might even put it on Facebook too. But this idea, as you read through, I'm, I'm not going to go through all of this this morning. The handout, but. I want to encourage you to read through it because it, it, it lists in several places all these different people in Scripture that we know fasted, both Old and New Testament, right? And even Jesus, you know, some of you know he went on a fast for 40 days, you know. So if Jesus did it, that's probably a good example to us. Plus, New Testament people did it, Old Testament, all the patriarchs. It's for everyone. And, and it can be different ways. We find in Scripture there's actually uh, different times of fasting. Uh, we find it for one day. Uh, we find in Scripture you can have a 3, 5, 7, 10, 14, 21, or 40-day fast. You can also fast for a meal. You can fast for one day a week or a couple days a week or, you know, for some, I know some people that have fasted from food, but they, they did juice, you know, to help maybe take medicine or whatever, those kind of things. There's all different ways of doing it, but primarily it's denying yourself, your flesh, something for a spiritual gain. All right, are you with me? And I would just encourage 
encourage you with that. It's for everyone, all ages, all medical types, all that kind of stuff. If you have questions, you can talk to your doctor and that kind of thing, and they can help you with that. But most doctors will tell you that fasting is actually good for your body because it cleanses out a lot of impurities, okay? It cleanses out stuff that we have accumulated by eating a lot of McDonald's and <laughs> Burger King or whatever and different kinds of foods, and it just it can cleanse you. So it's actually good for everyone. Number three, fasting is not starving, Okay? You know, the human body can go 40 days before any real negative things begin to happen. If you fast more than 40 days, uh, uh, well, okay, I've told some of you this, and um, I actually went on a 40-day fast. I've been on a 21-day fast. I've done 14, 7. I've done all these different, but I did a 40-day fast one time when I was in seminary, and uh, I was working at Domino's Pizza the whole 40 days. I know. But here's the thing. If you go on a long fast, your stomach will shut down after 10 days. It just shuts down because you're not putting anything in it, so it goes to sleep. So from days 10 through 39, I didn't have any hunger, basically. I had good thoughts towards food. I'm making pizzas and all, and delivering them, and they're filling my car as I deliver them and all this stuff. But it, it really wasn't that much of a temptation because my body had shut down, Okay. And what your body does is from today 39, you will not have any hunger or around day 39. But you get into day 40 or 41, all of a sudden, hunger will kick back in. And that's your body's way of telling you, okay, we've cleansed, we've done this. But now it's going to start eating away, and you'll actually start starving after 40 days, okay? But up to 40 days, we find, you know, Moses did it, Jesus did it, Moses actually did it twice. <laughs> um, we find this 40 days is not a big deal to God, and it's, it's definitely possible, okay? But it's not starving. Any things we're talking about, 14 days or 7 days or 10, whatever, those, you're, you're going to be just fine. And it's good for you. Number four, fasting from something is called self-discipline, not fasting. So please say, oh, I'm fasting from television. <laughs> well, no, you're just being self-disciplined, which is good. You should, you know, turn the TV off. That's fine. But it's not fasting. Fasting has to do with food, not things. Are you with me? So anytime in Scripture when you read fasting, it's always about them denying themselves food. Or drink. If, you know, the body, human body can actually go, can't go more than three days without water. And we actually find in Scripture a couple times where people did uh, what they call the ultimate fast. And uh, I think my dad, you did this once. My, dad, my father, I think he told me he did a, a no water and no food fast for three days. And that's, you got to be called to that one. But... But other than that, you know, we find it all through Scripture, and people did it, and they were fine. Um, go ahead and limit yourself from television while you're fasting, Facebook, coffee. <laughs> I know that's be really hard for some people, but, you know, all those things, it's good discipline, and it goes well with fasting, but uh, fasting has to do primarily with food. Number five, fasting is a spiritual discipline all by itself. You know, often when we say the word fasting, we'll say fasting and prayer, prayer and fasting. And that's really good. But some people, and myself included, I've actually, when I was younger, I would get busy on my fast days. And I get about three quarters of the day into it, and I realize I haven't prayed at all. I've just been not eating, you know. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like, the act of fasting is a spiritual exercise in and of itself. 
I think adding prayer to fasting is is like a superpower, you know, uh, adding adding real juice to your prayers. I really believe in that, and I've seen that happen. But, you know, just not eating is actually a... a so when Jesus said, and when you fast, and when you give, give like this. And when you fast, and when you pray. He actually separated them out. How many of you know that giving... Uh, is a, is an awesome thing all by itself, right? And sometimes we put prayer to it, and other times we just give because we know it's the right thing to do, right? It's still a spiritual thing just to give, even if you haven't prayed over it for eight hours or whatever. You're with me? Fasting's the same way. So, but I would encourage you to number six. Uh, you know, fasting is a spiritual discipline all by itself. But number six, fasting and prayer go really well together. I found myself. Uh, in different fasts, you start to, it's uh, the best way to say this, you start to peel away things in your life that you previously either didn't notice or, on the other side, thought were really important, but you find out they're not really that important after all, right? And what happens is your spiritual antenna, you start to tune in on what God is doing, amen? You, get, you begin to tune in and say, and you, and you begin to hear things. I told some of you in the past, I was, when I was finishing up my 40-day fast, I was in seminary at the time, and I was, I was in Springfield, Missouri, and I, I was coming home. I was going to come home here to, to the church, and, and my, my, my dad was pastoring at the time, and uh, they were going to have communion on that Sunday. I'd asked him if we could put communion on that Sunday that I was going to be here. You know, it was for everybody, but he kind of did it for me. <laughs> But I remember coming up to day 30, 38 and 39, and I was really, I was, I was starting to get weak. I was getting to the end of that 40 days where it's okay, and then you start to get hungry. I was starting to get hungry again. And I remember as I was coming up, I was driving up from Springfield, and I was coming through the Chicagoland area. And if you ever drive on 94, you know, up from Chicago up to here, there's a billboard about every 10 feet, it seems like. And it's just bam, 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 bam. I remember... And I didn't even realize what was happening at the time, but I remember driving up here, and I, I, it was so, I want to say offensive or troubling or, you know, these kind of things. As I looked just at billboards, and there was women and just different things going on or, you know, out drug, well, not drugs, but uh, beer, beer ads and different things, you know. And I remember just going, oh, God, I, I couldn't even look at the billboards because I, in my spiritual sensitivity, it changed so much that normal things became really troubling to me. You understand what I'm saying? And I had gotten to this place with God uh, on that journey of these, uh, you know, month and a half, um, where he had begun to teach me and show me some things. And I remember thinking, even on shorter fasts, there's things that, like television, you know, I remember I was in the middle of a, a shorter fast, a couple of weeks, but... And I turned on, I was going to watch a baseball game, and I remember turning it on, and it was like, ugh. And it was the Cubs, and I like the Cubs. And it was as if, if I was watching a Bears game or something, like, ugh, I couldn't. I'm going to keep going with that one. <laughs> but it was as if I couldn't even watch it. I was like, oh, man, you know. So I, I turned it off. Why? Because... What had begun to happen in the spirit realm had superseded what I was, was normal in my, my normal kind of realm. Are you with me? And so I want to just encourage you with that. It gives God a chance to speak to us past all the voices and noise of our culture. 
and, our, and the things around us. I would encourage you to just go ahead, even if it's for a day or a meal, take that time that you would normally put food in your, in your mouth. Jesus calls himself what? The bread of life. So I would encourage you to fasting, but then feasting. Amen? Like, t- take, t- take control of your body, you know. The uh, Bible says, you know, it, it talks about, I beat, Paul says, I beat my body and make it my slave. Right? He did not want to be overcome by his, um, later on he talks about people and food and, and idol. He says that food, their stomach is their idol. How many of you don't want your body to be in charge, right? How many of you want God to be in charge and you to actually control your body? And fasting is a great way to help you do that. And, uh, and then the last thing is just to keep in mind, fasting is you're not earning points with God. You know, like some people think, and I've actually had to walk through this myself, like you really need something to happen, so you feel like I'm going to pull out the howitzer of fasting. I'm going to twist God's arm and make him do what I want him to do, you know. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the point of fasting. The point of fasting is not to change God. It's to change us to hear God. Amen. Bill Johnson has this quote, and uh, he says this. He says, I don't fast to pay a price. The price has been paid. I fast to refine my focus so that I might more fully apprehend all that has been purchased. It's really a different focus, isn't it? When I fast, it's not about, you know, this. It's really about this. and saying, God, what are you doing here? What do you want to show me? I will tell you this, man. Most of the, when I was younger in particular, I would, I would have a uh, a purpose for my fast. Oh, I want this to happen, or I want this, you know, situation to change, or something like that. And inevitably, I'd get to fasting, and I would start to pray, and I'd start to pray into that situation that I thought I was fasting over. <laughs> Do you ever have a father or a teacher or somebody over you, and you come to them and you talk, and they go something like this? They'll go, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, that's that's good. Hey, but you know what? Let's let's talk about this thing over here instead, right? And oftentimes with God, I'd be like, God, let's talk about this. And God will go, hey, son, I'm your good father. And you know what? That's a great thing. But here's what I really want to talk about. And he'll begin to show me some things in this other area. So I would encourage you, uh, if this week, if God begins to move in you in an area of fasting, um, it's not just for the two weeks. I would encourage us to make fasting a regular part of our thing. Every week I skip meals uh, on purpose. And uh, there are many times I'll skip a whole, make a day. Um, I want to start having Wednesday be a, a fast day for the church. Um, just because I think that's our intercessory prayer day, and I think it'd be cool if we fasted together and then came together to seek God, you know, kind of this community, common unity situation. Many of you know... Uh, Oh, the, I can't remember his name, not Jonathan Edwards, Jonathan, the, the founder of the Methodist movement, Jonathan Wesley, thank you very much, Jonathan Wesley, and he was the leader of the Methodist movement, a great revival movement in England and even in America back in the, in the 1800s. You know what he would do with his boys? The same thing that, that tradition tells us they did in the New Testament church, and that was this. Every Wednesday and Friday, they would have an all-church fasting days. 
Scripture tells us that uh, as the New Testament church began to move, tradition, we don't have it in Scripture, but after that, tradition tells us that the early church would actually fast Wednesdays and Fridays, just as a normal part of their lives. And Wesley would say this, he, when he started to get going and had all these ministers and they had started to have revival, he would require any minister that wanted to be a Methodist minister, he required that they fast. It was like, it was, you had to sign on the dotted line, if you will, Wednesday and Friday every week is our fasting day. Because I think he, uh, he saw the, the value of not only saying no to our flesh, but saying yes to God and getting attuned to what he said. So I want to encourage us this, uh, this next week in particular as we move into, um, move into these January 20th. Kathy mentioned this explore God situation. And, you know, again, we can tell God what we want to pray for, but let's give him freedom to tell us what he wants to tell us. Amen. But I do feel like God has allowed us to be a part of something. Do you realize that over a thousand churches in the Chicagoland area are all going to be doing outreach with this explore God thing? Some, how many of you have seen the signs around town, even here in Gurney? Some of you have seen them. Um, I think most, if not all, of the Protestant evangelical churches in Gurney are all doing Explore God at the same time. So it's like this cool Gurney and surrounding area thing, plus Chicagoland, over a thousand churches. And the focus is not on us. The focus is on the lost. The focus is on people. So here's what I want us to do. I want us in this next week to, to fast and to pray and again, let God do what he wants to in our lives. But one of the things I'm going to be praying and in my fasting times is to say, Lord, what would you have us do with those that don't know you, the unsaved? Right here in Gurney, in our neighborhood, on our jobs. Lord, that you would allow us to have your mind. Because I'm pretty sure God can, cares about the lost. Amen. <laughs> and... Uh, I want to be a part of what he's doing in that regard and that, that this would be a, a time for us to really invite friends, invite people. It's not a, um, you know, bang them over the head kind of thing. It's more of a, hey, these are the questions that everybody seems to have. We're going to address those questions on Sunday. And then on Wednesday of those times, we're going to not have any other weekly ministries. So no, no other things going on. We're just going to have a Wednesday night kind of small group thing where we're going to talk about the question that we talked about on Sunday. Amen? So I'll be preaching and that kind of thing. But then Wednesday, it'll be a discussion, time for people to actually articulate, ask questions, bring any concerns, those kind of things to that topic. Amen? All right, why don't we stand this morning? we reached the end of our time. Next week, I'll preach on breakthroughs. <laughs> I think God has given me a couple passages that he wants us to really focus in on and and uh, actually using the word breakthrough. All right, let's do it. Let's put our hand on our heart and one hand towards heaven, if you would. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we just uh, assume this position of desiring what you desire. And Lord, I pray for a real keen insight into what you're doing here on planet Earth. Lord, I know that we need breakthrough. We, we've been kind of pounding up against the, the windows of heaven, and, and there's a lot of um, not completely understanding what it is you're doing or why it is that we're, we're uh, having the prayers and our thoughts not answered the way we want them to. But Lord, in this season of fasting, 
in this season of breakthrough, we ask, God, that you would allow us to see what you're seeing. Allow us to hear your words, Lord, not our thoughts and not those things, but yours, oh God. And Lord, as we pray for breakthrough, we, we, we pound the, 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 the windows of heaven, God. We begin to, to speak into that, Lord, for something to begin to break through in Gurney and in our churches and in this area, oh God. And so, Lord, in this season of fasting over these next few days, God, I pray that you would allow us to, to, to understand what your plans and purposes are and what you want us to do. As we've said so many times, God, why is a silly question. But what and how are questions that you can really get on board with? And so, Lord, we just say, what would you have me to do? How would you have me to do it? And, Lord, in this season of fasting and prayer, Lord, what, what is it that you want to do in me? And how do you want me to do it? We just ask you to share those things. Even now, just, just take a second and say, Lord, what, what would you have me do in this fasting season? Go ahead and just ask him that question, just you and him, one-on-one. And then just how. Lord, if you want me to fast, which your word says when to fast, Lord, just speak to us about that. And then how, Lord? Is it a meal a day? Is it a, a day of the week? Is it a couple of days? Is it the whole week or beyond? What is it that you would have me do and how would you have me to do it Hallelujah. just let's just take a second and listen to what he has to say in regards to those questions Hallelujah. thank you lord yes god thank you jesus so, Holy Spirit, as we are here listening and even as we go from this place, we ask that you would speak to us keenly, that you would give us a, a, a revelation and insight into what you would have us to do. And then, Lord, just give us, help us with our strength to obey you. Lord, if it's to fast and if it's to do it for a certain amount of time, we thank you that there are many that have gone before us that have done it. And we just say, Lord, we want to be a part of that as well. We want to be a part of what you're doing. I pray that today in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen, amen. Hey, uh, I'm going to ask Chris and I think Pat are on today for ministry team. Uh, and then just invite them to come. If you need prayer for something or you want someone to agree with you uh, or give you a prophetic word over your situation, we just encourage you to do that. Uh, Chris and Pat, love to, to minister to you this morning. If not, God bless you. Have a great week. If you have any uh, questions about fasting and those kind of things, just go ahead and email me here at the church. I'd, I'd love to help you walk through that. Amen? And one last thing. Go Bears. Bless you. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs>
Yeah. 